Are we ready? Are we good? Sorry, recording now? Oh, yeah. He missed the countdown clock. Oh, sorry. Bobby. the Rubberboots Podcast, Season 8 of the podcast. Brought to you by BestSafe.net. Thank you for joining us. Feel sure you have no regret. Even we can't believe we're not canceled yet. We're gonna tell some stories. We're gonna have a good time. You know for sure, we're gonna have a laugh. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. 100% free. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. This is the pod. This is the pod. What? 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 My favorite events of the year, and uh, we work very hard. The crew at TSN, Puffy, Bump, Bob Weeks, Graham Dillette, all the people behind the scenes, Lanny, our cameraman, Cobra, and Vardy Party. Mark Ward, apparently. <laughs> Mark Ward, my friend. <laughs> oh, yes. Mark well, Ward. <laughs> we'll get into the uh, Masters episode in just a second and uh, get our, all our apologies out there. But uh, So I get home and uh, walk in yesterday. I'm sitting there and... Uh, he says, so what did you do? Did you just, just watch the golf? Walk around the course? I said, no, Brooksy, I did like, uh, we did five hours of live live coverage a day. Like five hours, and then we do another hour show at night. She said, I don't think you were on. <laughs> wow. I said, well, no, I was on five hours. It's five hours a day, Brooksy. And uh, she says, uh, uh, well... The people I was talking to said they only saw you at the beginning for like 30 seconds and then you weren't on anymore. Who's these people? <laughs> I said, well, Rooksy, I was on like, you know, depending on what feed they were watching, that's possible. You know, if they decided to watch the feature groups feed, they may not have seen me. But, you know, we were, Rooksy, I was on like my voice. You would hear every like 10 minutes or 15 minutes going from hole to hole. And then we would come on and do panels, you know, every half hour or an hour. Yeah. She goes, yeah, I don't think so. Wow. <laughs> And then, and then she had Jared. On, she had Jared on Facetime. Jared's at Guelph, and and she said, and she said, Jared, uh, did you see Dad at all on the Masters? And he goes, Yeah, no, I actually didn't. <laughs> nice save, son. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, Jared, did you watch? He goes, Yeah, I watched more golf than I ever did before, but I barely saw you. So she's like, See, I don't think you were on. You're like, You should talk to your bosses because maybe something went wrong, but you weren't on. Wow. I said. Okay, Brooks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. What uh, then she were fall- they watching? And then she followed up with, so did Tiger win? Oh, God. I was like, uh. uh so I believe that maybe uh, maybe, maybe Jared was on like the TSN 3 or the, uh, oh, you know what? Jared was on the streaming. You know, the college kids, they don't have the televisions. And so if you're streaming, then you just get, uh, I think you just get the feeds. And if he wasn't watching TSN 4 feed, 
then he would have never seen me. So that's a legitimate, now, legitimate. Does beef. Jared have like cable at his house, or do these? Do they literally? No one has cable, and they just. I don't think any of them. I don't think any kids that go to university have cable. Wow. I think they stream everything yeah. uh, through their computers. Now, Jimmy, you did just the early coverage, though, right? Do you think maybe it's because they watched the uh, later tee-offs? Yeah, like I don't know if they were expecting yeah. to see me on there with Jim Nance yeah. in the booth. I think that's what they were expecting. <laughs> Hello, friends. James, Jimmy back with Nick Faldo and his other Jimmy. See, see Brooksy um, probably saw him and went, what an imposter. Where's my Jimmy? <laughs> so uh, we missed you guys. Uh, I thought you guys were coming down this year as we'd invited you down for the uh, the Rubber Boots Master Special. But once again, you guys completely shunned us yeah. and didn't, Mark didn't Ward took our make spots. the trip. TSN employee. I've asked several times for one of those. Hey, you don't diss Mark Ward on this podcast. I think- oh, I will. He has a diss coming. He has a diss coming. He dissed me and Lester. Mark Ward's got a diss coming. Yeah, that's true. That was a Bumble boy better be ready. Exactly. Lester, you all right there, buddy? I'm sorry. We were breaking up on you. No, I was just about to say I was happy to come down. My, my stipulation for coming down was to get one of those stealth drivers, and it never arrived, so I didn't come down. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mark Ward did. Uh, it, the funniest thing about that is Mark Ward and Puffy <laughs> spent, were like seven-year-olds. They, I think they spent the entire day writing that song. <laughs> and they just were giggling the entire day as they came up with great. lyrics. It was, I enjoyed it. I thought, I thought it was really well done. And the fact that they put in the time, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, at least you got mentioned, right? We didn't completely forget about you on the, uh, on, on the Masters pod. Uh, Mark Ward, I think, is Puffy's new best friend. Oh, I think that best. he would he would rather Mark Ward be at the Masters than than Jimmy be at the Masters. It was uh, a tough I day when he <laughs> Puffy woke yeah, up one morning and he was gone. Well, well, we were expecting him. It was looking like he was going to stay for the rest of the week. And very exciting, and we were making big plans. And then uh, all of a sudden, he couldn't make the make it happen, and it was Damn. just sadness. It, sadness came over the house for a few hours. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think uh, Mark Ward's, uh, uh, he's playing gigs now in Newfoundland. Did we talk about that on the pod? I have no idea, by the way, kind of what was it, talked but it about was pretty, on the pod. Yeah. It, it was quick. And I should say, by the way, I was not, I think it was clear, I was not into- inebriated. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Intoxicated. Inebriated, intoxicated, both things, same thing, right? Yeah. I was neither on the podcast. But, I was like, But others uh, were both, which made up for I it. was, yeah, I was two Mick Ultras. In, but the rest of the house was a bit of a disaster, <laughs> including, I believe, Graham Dillette when he returned really? back from his party. <laughs> so I don't know that he actually recalls singing the gambler <laughs> on the podcast. I don't recall him returning from the party. So some of us will never forget. <laughs> he was on the podcast. I forgot. <laughs> All things considered, Puffy, and this is the. This is more of a an interview because I I really I haven't listened to the podcast. I don't really remember Ooh, anything about it. Bad idea. Uh, so I'm asking, I thought Puffy, from my recollection, was better than, like, you know, the David Hearn year when the Queen. I thought he was yeah. better behaved. Is that yeah. fair? Or? Yeah. To be fair, I'd say uh, bump shouldered some of the shenanigans this As year. As did last year. Yeah. yeah. He he so the, 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 yeah. the, the bump... Uh, one bit. <laughs> The bump emotional bit. Did that get overplayed at all? See, for me, that's one thing that bump did very well because that's one of those things. If someone starts doing it by the fourth, fifth time, it, it's incredibly tiring. But I actually found bump pretty funny every single time. Mr. So I didn't, I didn't think he uh, overdid it, but 
Bump will be happy. And I felt like at the end, I told Mup, I think that was his greatest podcast performance ever. Mm -hmm. And I think he was really excited about it. So uh, it's good to hear that uh, people feel the same. Uh, you know, we usually leave our audience feedback to the end. But you had to put a couple of things on here, stuff. I just wanted to hear yes. some of the feedback from from the podcast, which is uh, listener mail. Listener mail. Listener mail. Thank you for listening. So we had uh, Matt Hiller, uh, who said, I feel like I just listened to Fear and Loathing in Augusta, the podcast. <laughs> I think a pretty accurate description, so we retweeted. Is that a, is that a, com is that a compliment, compliment so. to the podcast? I think so. It okay. just means we accomplished something. I don't know if it's a yeah. compliment or All not, right. but All we right. did it. Um, Jeff Krauss wrote in, recap of this week's pod, Our Boy Puff Speaks, <laughs> edit point. Probably also <laughs> fair. There were a few. Someday, someday we'll release when we're free from the bounds of the Sports Network and Bell Enterprises. Maybe we'll release all of the, yeah. like we'll do a thing called Weimara Edit wow. Point, the DVD. Yeah. And just and we'll all, all the puppies hypotheticals from this past yeah, week. I can't, remember, I can't remember there was one thing I, I remember saying and it was... Uh, <laughs> you, you were you were offering a lot of money for some lewd lewd acts. <laughs> oh my god! Sometimes I forget we're doing the TV podcast. <laughs> I have no recollection of that either. I don't remember either, but okay. What else? Uh, we have Caleb twenty five who wrote. Looks like the Queen should be expecting an apology any time now. <laughs> So. <laughs> I don't think you actually uh, slandered the queen I, I in this episode, did we? You didn't trust her at all. Yeah. That's even worse. Because we'd, we'd heard from her people last yeah. year. I'm on a list. Uh, Matthew writes in, drunk, Puffy drunk at the Masters, a tradition unlike any other. And True. Neil True. Corey rounds us out with, the 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 Delilah. <laughs> did we sing that again? No. I no, I think people were hoping for an encore, yes, though. That was yeah. That was one of the early I, clips. I think uh, I I I enjoy I owe apologies this year because uh, I forgot who won the Gold Bar League last year, and I believe on the podcast I said it was uh, Andrew Arsenal, which Puffy wholeheartedly agreed with me that it was Andrew. He's Arsenal. our go-to for anything. So, yeah. Well, I mean, Andrew did create the website, so if we want to rewrite right. history, as he's the greatest sure. podcast listener ever, we can. Yes. Uh, however, and it was, of course, Jeff Laughlin. Yes, Jeff Laughlin won. Uh, yeah. won. Uh, he beat Andrew right. Arsenal in the final with a score of 4-3. to three, So it was very close. Right. Andrew did almost win. Okay. Uh, the other thing, Nathan Johnston is the one who won the prof prophylactic conference in the GBL last week. And it's oh. snack bites <laughs> beat, not snake bites beat. <laughs> wow. Oh, you absolutely. It was funny because you were shouting out all our listeners saying you're going to bring them to Augusta and you didn't even get his name right. But maybe I was confused because we have a camera, we have a cameraman named Cobra. Yes. And that, that made me think of a snake. But I actually think if you are Pete, snake bites Pete sounds... Uh, Luster's got to get snake bites. Feet sounds uh, that sounds badass, right? Yes, like if you're gonna have a nickname, like snack bites. Pete is like you know whatever, but snake bites. Feet that guy's in a motorcycle yeah, that's, gang. That's a tough guy, right? Uh, do we, we should we wait for Lester or for John without him here? I don't know what happened. 
All right. Well, we'll, we'll just continue on. Lester can join us uh, whenever whenever he can. Uh, so yeah, we, I apologize to uh, Snack Bites Pete um, <laughs> and to uh, Jeff Laughlin. Uh, is Laura, is Jeff's wife Lori Laughlin out of uh, minimum security prison? Yeah, prison. Yeah, she's out of prison. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good for their entire family. Um, yeah, uh, Lester, Ma- Lester McLean has returned to the podcast. Poor Lester, he's having a day so far. <laughs> the thing just stopped. I don't know what happened. See, like we we don't even do that. We're firing Lester bit anymore. It's just he does it himself. Technically, <laughs> Masters Week, uh, despite what Brooksy said, was a lot of work, but a ton of fun as it always is. Uh, Puffy worked his ass off down there. And I, by the way, the the you know the Tuesday night shenanigans. I I, I think I say this every year. They uh, we work. We're at the golf course at seven a.m. every day and home at like nine p.m. Uh, Thursday through Sunday, for sure. The days aren't quite as long until then. So Tuesday night is kind of our one let it go night. So I uh, just didn't want to give. Uh, if uh, and Ken Volden or anyone's listening to the podcast, didn't want to. Just didn't want to. Just the one night. We promise you that the next day and doing dry rehearsals. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of dry rehearsals. What happened at the What happened at the Masters this year? Um, it, let's see what what events happened. Return Puffy, of Tiger. Uh, Return of Tiger was the big. One. Return of Tiger was was fantastic. I we all got we all got caught up in that. I cannot tell you how large. I guess it, it showed on television. They had those great drone shots for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot remember the galleries even during Tiger's heyday that big. Yeah. And I, maybe I just don't remember. We never saw the the shots that way. Puffy and I went down. I think on Friday afternoon, it's difficult to watch golf live if uh, if you're uh, covering the Masters because we're on set for so many hours a day and then you have to watch on television. But Puffy and I went out for with Weeksy and Bump for maybe one hour, a couple hours. A couple hours, I think, yeah. Puffy and I went with Tiger. They went to follow uh, Mac Hughes, I think. And uh, it was just madness. We were down at Amen Corner. And <laughs> basically, the closest we could get, Puffy, we were watching him hit on 12... We were probably uh, like halfway down 13, yeah, we trying to get a glimpse. Away. 500 yards away, and as as we said on the air, Scotty Scheffler, the eventual champion, the number one player in the world, was two groups behind, and there was basically nobody there. Maybe 50 people or something following Scotty Scheffler. So the power of Tiger is stronger than ever, and I think in some ways, this is what I thought would happen. It's it's remarkable what he did to make the cut. I think yeah. he put all his energy into those first two days, and once he got to Saturday, I don't think he had a lot left physically, and it was kind of predictable what was going to happen. But very cool experience to be there. Not the same as 2019, but I think the Thursday part of it, the energy on that golf course to see him back was a was a really cool experience. You'd agree, right, Puff? For sure. And my favorite part was when you were uh, uh, giving. Pe- other patrons the breakdown of what Tiger was doing on holes that you had no idea what he had done or seen. You were going based on true. sound. You were, you, we, you were guessing. You were like, well, he birdied 10. We were like nowhere close. Well, to that's that. just, that's local knowledge. You when you hear the, roar, the roars, and then you're like, you hear the roars, you know where the roars come from. And then you knew and he, so, he didn't tee off first on a 12, so you figured out he bogeyed 11. Yeah, I was helping out a lot of people you there. You, were, you, were, you were actually were right on all your uh, your. Well, here... But, if you're funny, so, you have no idea either. <laughs> if you hear, if you hear a roar, there's a certain tiger roar there's that is true. Roar. So we were on 15, Puffy. We were, we were on 15, no, 13, 13, 13, 
and we hear the roar, and I know it's coming in that direction, and it's only a tiger roar, and we know the tiger's on 10. Mm-hmm. So, so we know it's a tiger roar, so I'm figuring he made birdie. But then about four minutes later, there's another tiger roar, not quite as loud, and so then we figure out, okay, that must have been his approach shot. He hit tight. Yeah. That's the first roar. Second roar is the tap in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. See? That's that's Augusta experience that right there experience. that teaches you that. Now, are you able that's to, for example, hear Rory's roar? No, like, is that differentiate for you? There is like there used there used to be a Phil roar until he stopped playing. On Sunday, there and used then, to be a, there was a couple Rory roars from. Yeah, Rory had the roar, but there's Tiger's like another level. It's pure volume, right? It's just oh, pure course, number yeah. of people. Like Stuart Sink made a hole in one on sixteen. We heard as well, yeah, a, and that's a that's a distinctive roar yeah. too, because you can tell where it's coming. And there are a lot of people that just park themselves on sixteen. It's not the Tiger Gallery, but it's probably the second largest on the course. You, so you can tell a hole in one on sixteen roar, fair puffy? Yeah, because it also it, it's a big roar, and then it's sort of like sustained, and then when he picks the ball out of the hole. <laughs> So you right, can sort of right. feel that whole, that whole. That's when you know it's a hole in one. Bottom line: If Puffy and I ever go blind, we'll um, be able to go to the Masters and be. So the reason we knew Tiger was on ten was because we watched him putt on nine. Yeah. And there's obviously a massive gallery there, and Puffy and I were kind of standing close to where Tiger would walk from nine to ten. And of course, for listeners of the podcast, everyone knows that in 2019, <laughs> Puffy and I were there. A Tiger made a clutch two putt, and as he walked by. Puffy yelled with his media pass on, You got this, Tiger! <laughs> and uh, so Puffy uh, was standing next to me. Puffy was <laughs> Puffy was rehearsing possible lines he would say to Tiger. You know, Puffy's funny, so I don't think he was actually going to say them, but Puffy was like, Okay, should I say, uh, keep grinding, Tiger? Or should I go with, uh, you got this, Tiger, again? Or, uh, make cut, Tiger? Yeah, so he settled on keep grinding, yeah. Tiger, but you never actually never got a chance to yell it, did you? I know because that would happen is I I was waiting to watch him putt because the spot was open for me to get there, and then I when I, once he putted, I looked back and it was packed up. So right, he was disappointed by it. Yeah. By the way, the number of people that are actually like that 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 desperately want to hear themselves say something to these players is still one of the most amazing things about golf to me is that forty five year old men. Will just say something so stupid to somehow in their hearts they will get so excited that Tiger or Scotty Scheffler or whoever will have heard them <laughs> that it somehow makes them a better man. And so this is why you consistently have 40-year-old men going to the gallery saying, Great butt, Scotty! Right? They, they, they're not really trying to encourage him. They're just trying to perhaps get an acknowledgement or a nod. And it's kind of one of the saddest things, I think, of, of the masculine uh, gender. Except oh, you when you're it? doing it to make your buddies laugh. <laughs> well, that's different. But you don't hear women. Women, for the most part, like women are so much more mature. They're not out there yelling, yelling at Tiger and Scotty or hook em horns or whatever when Jordan Spieth yeah. walks by. It's just it's, it's ludicrous. Uh, we saw Tom Cochran. Out on the golf course, uh, one of my one, one of my favorite musicians. So yeah, so Puffy was uh, making fun of me, uh, thinking that I was making more out of my friendship with Tom Cochran than than Tom Cochran was making out of it. That's true. Because uh, Tom had asked me to come to his house to have drinks that night, and Puffy didn't believe me, so he thought I had initiated 
the text conversation. Mm-hmm. And then were you were you there when I was talking to Tom I, on the I, course? I, I was with and you. Tom you said, so are you coming over for drinks tonight? Did yeah. you actually hear that? Yes, I did. Right. So there you but go. I was so tempted to ask him, did Jimmy text you first or did you text him? <laughs> like, he definitely seemed like he's a, he likes you. So legitimate oh, thanks, friendship. So I was <laughs> well, wrong. I'm excited. Tom Cochran's one of my uh, one of my favorite all time artists, and I'm proud to call him a not really a friend, but like I think he's the, like a sympathy friend. So he'll see me and say like, "Hey, you know, sympathy, sympathy friend. You want to come over for drinks, Jimmy? I know it'll make your night." Yeah, those are legitimate friends too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, Tommy Cochran's always out there. He loves golf, and he said we're going to play this summer. So this maybe will be the test. Of the friendship. Mm-hmm. Will Tommy and I actually play? Because I found out that Tommy's also... Well, I, can't, I shouldn't say it because probably, Tommy probably likes his privacy. But he plays at a club where I play at. Okay. And so... Uh, so I'll never run into him. So that's... We, 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 <laughs> if there was only three of us... Like if Lester was to die of his eye infection... Then maybe we could play. Le- we could play Stoff, me, and Puffy, and Tom Cochran this summer instead. So, so in order course. to golf with you, <laughs> Lester has to tie. <laughs> the fact that the fact that we're dissing Lester on a day when his feet is bad, so he can't really he has trouble responding properly. I mean, we can hear you, Lester, but like every every little bit you go out, your video disappears once in a while. It's it's actually a great day to pick on Lester. Let's 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 have a Lester roast because he can't fight back properly. The master's song wasn't enough. The uh, one, just one more time, uh, you know, because I like to give our listeners, uh, you know, behind the scenes. I am just amazed every year we go down there at what they run there at Augusta National. It is like somebody made the comparison to Disneyland, mm-hmm. and I think that is apt. So, you know, we're behind the scenes all the time, uh, taking, you know, carts all through the, the stuff you don't see outside the golf course where the patrons can't go. And it is as beautiful as it is on the golf course, mm-hmm. right? They want everything in there to be perfect, even like the, you know, I, I shouldn't say Disney World's not a good comparison because if you get away where people can't go in Disney World, it just likes looks like a normal, you know, warehouse area. Whereas the Augusta National, everywhere you go is perfect. Yeah. Right? Every Because they want all the players when they're riding around you know, to go to the driving range or whatever. It's perfect. For instance, they built, there's a, a street called Washington Ave, which is like the main strip in Augusta that goes right next to the golf course. And it's kind of a kind of an ugly strip, frankly. Yeah. And they've bought up all the land around it. So two years ago, they built a tunnel underneath Washington Avenue and set up the media center on the other side of the road. And Puffy, am I I'm fair in saying that if you were just, if you didn't know a road was there, you would never know a road was there. Yeah. Right? They, so they've built this tunnel and it's beautiful. It's all, you know, uh, connected brick. And, and they've let all these vines and planted all these trees. So you can't see there's a road. Yeah. So you're driving under this road and you don't know it's a road. And every single, there's landscapers there with little pieces of scissors cutting off every tiny little weed or leaf that's out of place. It's one of the most mind boggling things I've seen in in my life is the the money they pour into this place because they make so much money to keep it absolutely immaculate is that fair puffy it's, it's i mean there's not a bad lie in the parking lot i mean it's unbelievable like every piece of grass is well maintained the buildings that have been there for a year look like they've been there for 40 years really everything's like they just do everything right there it's, it's pretty special 
Now, the one thing I did do, I don't get on the scales much. I don't really care. But I did uh, jump on the scales when I came home last night, Puffy. And it was an all-time high for me. (laughs) All-time? Like ever? An all-time life high. I broke broke a number I've never broken before. But you didn't break like a um, (laughs) signature number. Like two, no, 200? Yeah. No, 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 like you guys are bigger guys than me, all generally. I'm not saying you're, I owe, yo, we know what you're saying. This, no, we you're just bigger guys than me. So, 180, I've never been over 180 wow. in my life. Why are you laughing at me? I, 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 I was you, skin uh, and bones in high school and I was a buck 80. <laughs> I, played, I played football in high school at 155. Oh my! You got to And I still thought I was going to Clemson. Well, <laughs> well, maybe for the soccer. The other. Oh, by the way, so uh, we have these little cart drivers who are mostly students uh, from u- local colleges and universities, some high school, who drive us around on these carts. And uh, one guy, one kid, wanted to talk football. I don't think you were on the cart with us that day. Weeks he was with me, yeah. Puffy. And he says he started talking about college football. He's like, "What's your team?" I'm like, "Clemson." He goes, "Oh, did you go there?" Oh, no. I, 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 look, I look at Weeksy, and I'm like, yeah, I played soccer there. Oh, yeah? And just for a second, I couldn't I couldn't keep it up because I just started. Weeksy and I both started laughing too much. I said I didn't really play soccer there. I couldn't I couldn't do it again, that Puffy. That would have been amazing. Um, and he would have been like, my dad was on the soccer team. He's the team. coach. He was the coach. <laughs> You're like, damn it. But uh, so he... Here's the problem with, first of all, you got a bunch of guys living in a house. Uh, Nicole, the fixer, was there as well. Uh, thankfully, she, she prepared us a couple of nice meals. But beyond that, it's like pizza every night or burgers or whatever. Then at the golf course, you know, Augusta's famous for these, you know, you can buy egg salad sandwiches, pimento and cheese, chicken salad, whatever. Uh, in the media center, where we spend a lot of our time, I'm I'm just you have an unlimited supply of these sandwiches. Yeah. And also these absolutely delicious cookies, chocolate chip cookies, oatmeal cookies, whatever. Hot dogs. Uh, what else is there, Puffy? Um, uh, peanuts, crackers. Right. Chocolate bars. Uh, uh, donuts. Donuts. Pop-Tarts? Pop-Tarts. No, no Pop-Tarts. And then you can, some, some days we often didn't get to because we we're on the air too long, but there's a sit-down place that a couple of days we got to, and it's like fried chicken and mac and cheese kind yeah. of stuff oh, right they like it's hardcore southern indulgence how, how do you guys have time week. for the golf with all this eating going well on? that is it's just I, I and me for some reason i am more hungry after like i'm if i was to go on tv for five hours like there i'm more hungry than if i ran like 15k or something like that i'm starving mentally mental fatigue makes me hungrier than physical fatigue really? and so when i get when i get off the air i eat like about six of those sandwiches a couple of donuts about four cookies and then we just sit in there and watch golf sometimes adjacent yeah. to the place that you can get all the free stuff yeah and so it was probably Uh-oh. the most horrendous week of eating of my entire life mm-hmm. i would say close to it puffy yeah. you feel the same yeah, I mean, I had to slow down as the week went on because I developed a bit of a stomach bug. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Which, Puffy, uh, had some, Puffy had some issues. Internal plumbing issues. Mm. And so I, I wasn't eating too uh, much at the end of the week. Yeah, I think I put on eight, though. I think I was riding like 172 when I left for Augusta and wow. came home at, at 181. So uh, Did Brooksy know? That's the thing. Like She didn't see you on TV. She just thinks she went to a buffet for a week. <laughs> That's right. Just came home. Welcome, welcome home, Tubba. Hello. Hello, Brooksy. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> she thinks the whole sure. thing's a lie. 
Uh, anyway, so uh, Jimmy's got to get in shape now. Puffy, I think we all got to we I, all got to crack in, down I'm, now. I'm in. I'm, we got to do something. You, I know. I'm saying he wants to get in shape. We're all gonna we're all gonna crack. New down. Jack July. New Jack Junior. Jacked. Weeksy too. Weeksy. Weeksy like Weeksy never gains weight. He just well, looks like a marathon boots. runner every single time. And he's the in there eating. Like, he's eating the same damn cookies and the same yeah. sandwiches, that, and he that, looks like mint every time you see him. Pisses me off that guy. No, he's just in shape. He's a discipline. He's a marathon runner. Ooh, New Jack like Juniors. He's, a, he's an athletic oh. machine. New Jack Junior. New Jack Summer Juniors. Mm, that's Summer it. Juniors. Ooh, that's a good one. We got a couple of months for that, Puffy. Yeah. I was going to do an A-hole or A-OK on a, a chatty guy. Oh. The chatty guy in the, uh, in the, in the thing. In the, but I think it's A-hole, isn't it, Puff? Is it even yeah, worthy no, of an A-hole or A-OK? Well, you could I mean, so, tell us and ask us. On. Yeah, in the, so in the room that we were in, adjacent to uh, the... All that available food that we talked about. Mm-hmm. It's a room with maybe eight tables of four. Yeah. So not, a, not a huge room, but a decent sized room. And they have two big screens up to watch the Masters. And uh, every day we'd, we, we would go in there at least to have lunch before we went on the course. If not, sometimes we'd stay. Sunday we stayed most of the afternoon because it's, you know, we need to do an hour post show after. So we need to watch him. What, and, so there's this one guy. I don't know who he was. No idea. Puffy, was he... He didn't see, see. He had must have had some connection. He didn't look like he was in the media, yes. but somebody had let him in there, yeah. and he and he was probably probably, probably probably my age, right, Pop? Yeah. Like probably like yeah, like fifty ish. Yeah. And uh, he was the chatty guy. He's the guy that wanted to talk to you every day, even if you didn't want to talk to him. And you, the key was to not give him an in. Yeah. You, if you gave him an in, and an in, I realized on day one, was just an acknowledgement. It was just a turn and a smile. Because at first he would talk to himself. Yeah. And he had the southern accent. He would, he would say something like, uh, um, you know, JT got to get that putt and go. Or he, he, he going to go nowhere. JT got to get that putt and go. <laughs> uh, right? And then if, if I, the first day I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Every 30 seconds. And we're at a table, like, having our own conversations. And he's like, uh, you know, we call Augusta. We know what we call Augusta. We call Augusta Macon with a golf course. That's what it is. It's just, it's just Macon, Georgia, with a golf course. And that quips like that came every minute for the entire day. Yeah. And so uh, I think Sunday, the last day, here he comes in again, and he makes his first comment. Uh, makes his first comment of the day. Cam got to go three under on the front. Cam got to go three under the front, no doubt. I mean, if Scotty's even wanted, he's got no chance. And he's looking over, and I'm like, no, I'm not even giving you the luck. I'm not opening this thing up to a conversation. And so I just, I didn't even turn to him. In fact, I turned the other way. So am I an a-hole, or I think that's pure a- okay, right? Like, come on. He needs to shut the f*** up. I... Excuse me, let me say. just came out flying. Wow. Pulling the punches Oh, oh, uh, segment we haven't done in a while that uh, Puffy and I came up with live yesterday. Uh, I've forgotten, like, Puffy really is good at the hypotheticals when you're alone with him for a week. They start flying out at all times. And uh, so Puffy and I sat together on the plane, both on the way down and the way back. And as we were landing yesterday, uh, Puffy had a new hypothetical. So let's play the theme.
So Puffy and I are uh, we're coming in to land at uh, Pearson International Airport, and Puffy, you present the hypothetical that you presented to me. So we're probably you know forty seconds from landing on the runway, and I said to Jimmy, I said, for five hundred million dollars, <laughs> would you be willing to land this plane? But you also have to have 50 people in the plane who will each get $5 million. If we live. If you live. Right. Do you think now, you could land the plane? Well, and then we said the, I, I would get one day of training Honestly. from the pilot. Yes. Yeah. One day of training. And, and the situation would be, uh, Stoff, that the pilot would just hand me the wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think by the end we said like it, 15 seconds before touchdown, wheel? right? Uh, we've already died. We don't know yet. <laughs> it's already over. <laughs> we just we just crashed into the 401. The steering mechanism. The steering mechanism of the airplane. Uh, so that the pilot hands it to me 15 seconds before landing. Uh, we also don't know if there's an automatic pilot on landing. We don't you're figure there is. We figure, figure the pilot. The pilot. Lands you have to land it manually. Is what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, you got to guide it. Yeah. yeah, you have to land the plane manually. Okay. You one day of training. Did we say a simulator? Could we use a one, simulator one in the attempt, training? One attempt in the simulator. Besides that, I'm just using the manual yeah. and and verbal commands to yes. to learn the. And then we were walking out of the plane, and I had to look at the cockpit, and I was like, "Oh, geez, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> on there." A lot of <laughs> But I was figuring if if all the buttons are there and he's already set up for the landing and all I have to do is like ease that, ease the steering mechanism back that I, I think I could pull it off. I think I would go into a full spin. And roll. <laughs> and probably a roll. But I think if we if we had good seatbelts on and you did like, the, you know, that, that I, I, I think we could live. I mean, a few might die. <laughs> yeah, but then the, but, that's a, a couple five millions that's just dispersed amongst everybody else. That's true. Everyone gets to share that money who lives. Uh, so, so I guess <laughs> you're gonna have people killing each other before I, the landing. Somebody like stabbing, <laughs> stabbing them with pieces of the plane. It turns into Lord of the Flies on the, on the runway. Uh, on the Pearson tarmac. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just got a text from uh, Lester that his phone overheated, probably because he's. Too damn sexy That's looking what today. It is. It's the sunglasses. <laughs> I know. My my phone's overheating just watching him on there. He looks so good. Mine's cooled down so, when he left. So stop. The question is not. Uh, so now you have to make a decision. Um, there's so many scenarios here. Would you go on the plane if Jimmy had to land the plane for oh, last? God, no, for absolutely five. not. I'd rather rob a bank for five million. <laughs> Okay, okay, so that's disappointing because there's not a lot of belief in me. Uh, what about if Puffy was landing the plane? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Who would you be more prone to go with? Because we actually said yesterday, Puffy and I think we said that uh, I think I'd be more... No, we were talking about our crew, and there's a guy named Lanny who knows everything. And we so we said if Lanny was landing the plane, that I would I would risk it and do I will, the $5 I will million. also go with Lanny over you. Stoff, I think, of the four guys on the pod... I would you take stuff. the stuff or the steady hands of a musician. Mm. <laughs> but then again, he's losing his eyes, so he can't even see the runway <laughs> That's anymore. That's true. He'll think you landed before you actually hit the ground. <laughs> he's like, we're safe. <laughs> we're still, didn't feel anything. It would be a beautiful death, though, if Lester like, was singing on the way. <laughs> on the way. <laughs> Just over the intercom. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 Maybe it'd be Foo Fighters learning how to fly. 
<laughs> Maybe, perhaps. Uh, by the um, way, the steering wheel on a plane is called a yoke. Y O K E. Oh, really? Well, there, that's that's what I would so learn in my first two minutes that. of my 24 hours of. I don't know. I think you're underestimating me. I think with 24 hours and one simulation Hold attempt. On that see, I, my, I my thing with the simulation. I do not want you staying up all night for 24 hours. That's, that's one of them. <laughs> and, okay. and cramming. I got a good night's sleep. Okay, I'll do 16 hours and then a good night's but sleep. But don't you think if you only get one flight in a simulator, you're you're pretty certainly going to crash that one, and that yes. might not be the best confidence builder heading into this whole thing. Okay, but I. Okay, so let's say I go down a little hard and the nose comes down, right? Then, then I figure, you know, it'll be one of those landings where the, you lose the landing gear and you kind of slide across the runway with no landing gear and into a field. And then there's a little fire and Puffy runs out of the plane on fire. Hopefully but most people, most people escape. Stop, drop, and roll. Yeah, yeah stop, drop, and roll. I think, I think I could do it, but, you know, whatever. If you guys don't believe me. I believe in you. I would get in your me. plane, Jimmy. I would go in there. Oh, that means a lot to me, buddy. Tom Cochran, I bet he'd get in my plane. <laughs> About three minutes before the landing, Puppy would pop up in the cockpit saying, All right, Jimmy, everyone else is dead. <laughs> that would be a lot of, you have a lot of pressure. I'm going to be like, you got to crash this thing. It's the only way we can cover up the evidence. <laughs> Never mind, that's 750 mil between the two of you. It's like those date. It's like those. It's like those Dateline shows when the you know the husband murders everybody and uh, and he has like four little cuts and somehow everybody else is completely butchered and he's like oh they got me too because he did it to himself that'd be puffy comes out of the plane oh my god everybody's dead but I'm a little beat up too I got a bruise on my sternum I'm walking with a limp damn it uh. Uh, anyway, um, uh, thank you for indulging. That was Puffy's hypotheticals. I think we decided uh, nobody wants to go on the plane with any of us. Uh, any- well, hey, Lester Puffy, went on the plane, and unfortunately, no <laughs> longer with us. Puffy, would you actually go on the plane if Stoff was driving the plane? I would. Would you take the five million? million? Yeah. Me at the yoke? He's, he's only got to oh. do 15 seconds. Just, just guide it down. We ride it <laughs> out. Smooth little. You just, you just you pull the yoke back slightly. Like how it's you know how like when sometimes when you're on a regular plane and it lands everyone claps we'd be going stop 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 I wouldn't want the clapping to start on our descent though just to hype me up it was (laughs) like like that Viking clap where everyone just starts clapping faster and faster (laughs) you know what happened if if Puffy landed the plane. He would get he would get so hyped after the landing, like he would get up to high five everybody. The plane would like run, fly into the terminal and explode in a fireball. Oh damn it! But, but technically, for those couple seconds, he did have five hundred million. He did right, right. So maybe 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 Tanya would have a case for it to be passed on to her. Uh, okay, let's get to uh, things that I saw on the Twitter. Freaky pigs, strange chicks, world affairs, polar bears, fake news, nice shoes, big boobs, jack dudes. All of these things and more as I sat on the shitter. Things that I saw on Twitter. This week we're doing things we saw on the titter. As uh, Elon Musk, uh, one of Twitter's biggest shareholders and also one of the biggest trolls on the planet, uh, was set to join Twitter's board of directors this week. However, uh, as the news broke that he was going to join the board, uh, he basically began trolling the social media platform with uh, demanding an edit button, putting up different tweets on how to improve it, putting up different polls, including a poll that uh, asked if we should remove the W from Twitter. So basically to make it titter. 
which I there was no explanation for it ever. It was just uh, I guess a bunch of stupidity. So now rubber boots, rubber boots, boots reacts. Oh, reacts, yeah, reacts. So a little late on that yeah. one today. That's unfortunate. Uh, Elon, in the end, withdrew himself from joining the board altogether. So basically, he did this for a week and uh, nothing. Just a, um, yeah. So was this just a big joke for him, that, or did he actually want the shot? Oh. Because I read some. Some Twitter feed the other day, and it was a letter, an internal letter from the other board members, and it that uh, they said we decided in the end it was best not to have Elon on board. Well, no, or so like it, that. that they wrote that when Elon said he's no longer joining them, one oh, okay. of the replies was that's probably from the best. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like I don't this guy. I don't know. I have no time. He's a big like, shareholder, I, a, so he, I think people bought into the fact that he did want the company to be better, and initially that he could, you know, with his leadership, he is a smart man. Uh, however, yeah. you know, some people can be geniuses in one area. It doesn't mean it's going to apply everywhere. Uh, their inflated sense of genius might actually cause them to be more harmful in that other area. And I would say, as far as Elon Musk goes... Speaking of choir here. When it comes to social media, like a guy like Elon Musk, he's not someone that's most... I don't know. Like he's he's a bit socially awkward. If anything, like he had that right. SNL appearance, he looked like a cardboard box. Yeah, uh, like I don't, you know, not, not everything's going to be in his wheelhouse. So it, it probably yeah, was that... for the best. It's just I don't know. It's kind of funny. Um, why why would you just troll them for days if you have such a high stake in the company? Yeah, that's um, the weird part. I mean, Titter makes absolutely no sense. One thing people have been uh, demanding from Twitter, and he jumped on, was the edit button. The ability to edit yeah. your tweets. However, for me, I've always had an issue with that because let's say you put a tweet out there, bunch of people start replying to it because you know you said one thing, and then you could just mm -hmm. go in and switch what you said. Yeah, I suppose you're right. I I just I wish That's they could fair. do it for, you know, maybe there could be like like in the first minute you tweet it, just because I mm -hmm. I am one who makes a lot of grammatical sure. errors or just. You know, on autocorrect, and then I'm well, like, you tag the wrong like person, half, stuff like that can happen. Yeah, I look at it half an hour later. I go, oh, that's mm -hmm. stupid, but I can't remove it now because people have seen it. And uh, I did one of those at the Masters, and it was I was doing a thread on um, uh, Mike Weir had a a caddy uh, at play, caddying for him at the Masters, who was the the son of a friend of Weirzy who had passed away. So it was you know uh, a serious thread, and I and I you know I just made a couple of typos, which I was kind of banging my head over, but. By that point, it was already out there, so you just let it go. And I, that, that, I, I wish that maybe if you in the first five minutes of the tweet or something. So if you read it over and you made a stupid mistake, right? But I guess you could delete the tweet then too if you. It would have never happened on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm with you on Musk, brilliant man, obviously, but I'm just kind of tired of his act on social media. So, all right, what else you got, buddy? Uh, well, here I uh, sent you guys a duet of a dog and a guy playing, uh, I think, a big flute here. Um, right. Basically, uh, we'll tweet this out and play it here, but it is a uh, gentleman, a street performer, performing on his instrument, and a dog comes by and joins him and just starts howling along. <laughs> So my question was, can Lester borrow Hugo from James to duplicate the act? However, Lester's not here. So I think, like in the early seasons of the pod, we played uh, my my now deceased dog uh, Buddha, Buddha yes. uh, yelling at the Ricola commercial. Yes. Right? Uh, became then Ricola ended up sending me a whole bunch of uh, swag. Yes. Like, because of well, doesn't uh, Hugo bark? So at you have like 
You have like Ricola shirts and stuff? <laughs> uh, no, no, just Ricola cough oh, drops, basically. I think they just sent me. Oh, look, everybody, it's Lester's. I, Lester's returned. I'm so sorry. To the I, I, I don't even know what to tell you. No problem. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, buddy, again, you look so good today that none of your content matters. Oh, my God. The phone overheated for obvious reasons. Yeah. You actually sound good now. Don't worry. You just missed it. We were talking about Elon I, I, Musk I for a while on, on Twitter. I, like I, I was there. Oh, okay. I oh, okay. You guys see he's a weird guy in the whole bit. I got all of that. But I, I actually said, can you guys hear me? But no, you couldn't. So. Oh, no. no. Actually, we could. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the first uh, seven seasons yeah, of the pod. A, yeah, the first seven Jimmy seasons. hears yeah. everything. Uh, so... Here's the one thing that I'm concerned with, and I'm not sure, and maybe a dog, canine expert, we have so many smart people that listen to the podcast, could help me. Um, I always, always didn't want to do the Ricola thing too much with Buddha because somebody told me that maybe their dog's ears hurt, and that's why they're howling a little oh, bit. And whoa. so maybe in this case of this dog, like certain sounds uh, the dogs don't like, and so when they're... like Buddha never seemed like he was in pain, but how am I supposed to know when a dog is in pain or not? So... I would only do the Ricola thing once in a while to entertain people. <laughs> I always totally felt it was okay to put him in pain once in a while. <laughs> a horrible person. No, but you know what I mean? I don't think it was awful. He never like looked like he was in pain. But uh, so, it, so maybe somebody could tell me why do dogs howl when they hear, hear certain sounds? Yeah, I just got a reaction out of him, I think. I suppose we could we could just search that, right? It really sounds, it sounded like he was trying to sing, though, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. He was almost in tune with the uh, tune, playing. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Exactly. Why do dogs howl? Keep going, stuff. What's the next segment? Uh, the next segment is listener mail. Listener mail. Listener mail. Thank you for listening. Nice. All right, so we did our uh, master's feedback, so just a couple other things from the past two weeks. Uh, we had our toilet talk. What's the worst place uh, if you have to take a poop? Uh, I think in the end we kind of agreed significant other's house, especially if it's the first time meeting. They heard everything. They heard everything. Jeff Laughlin writes in, I think in the middle of a long dental procedure would be a bad place to have some unwanted st- stomach rumble start up. Mm, to which I replied, crazy. that's more of Good the point. dentist's problem. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Yeah. Truth. Uh, regarding our uh, bird talk uh, regarding birds aren't real uh, Jake Bowen sent in a tweet from Brock Wilbur uh, and this was from North Carolina uh, when North Carolina was was about to face off with Kansas for the national title and one of the North Carolina fans is holding up a birds aren't real sign at the Jayhawks game which was obviously pretty funny yeah we were were watching the game at our house on the Monday night and we, uh, we noticed the birds aren't real thing which actually was pretty a pretty good way to, to diss the Jayhawks, right? Unfortunately, they be- turned out that the Tar Heels weren't real in the second half. No kidding. And <laughs> some of us wow. should have cashed out our bets at halftime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, so here's, I was, I was searching, I was doing some research while Stoff was doing this segment. Um, they're talking about more like sirens here with dogs. So we expect wolves to howl. We know wolf... But you're shocked the first time you hear your dog howl. There are many reasons why dogs howl. But when it comes to howling at particular noises, likely two main reasons. Bringing the noise to your attention and verbally scaring the noise away. So if, your dog howls, if your dog howls at a loud sound, it might be to get your attention. I don't think so in the case of the singing. Because if you're making the sound, that doesn't make well, sense. Well, maybe he wanted some Ricola. <laughs> 
If they howl at the siren, it's to verbally chase it away. Mm-hmm. Your dog will feel like they're howling help to discourage the siren. Do sirens hurt dogs' ears? A brief exposure to sirens and similar sounds will not damage their ears. Okay. But consistent long-term noise pollution would. Well, they have more sensitive hearing, too, so I imagine even if it doesn't damage, it's not, you know, a certain high-pitched sound might bother them a lot more. Yeah. Anyway, that was just about sirens, but it's probably somewhere along the same thing. They, they probably want it to disappear, right? They probably want the sound in, which is yeah. why they're happy. Yeah, I mean, so. usually I, I think that... when dogs bark, they are trying to, I guess, chase something away. Like, my dog doesn't have right. anything with sounds, but if we... Like, we have a usual walk, uh, paths that we walk around the neighborhood... And I guess he remembers them because if there's ever a car that's parked a bit over the sidewalk, that's not usually there, mm-hmm. or someone puts their garbage can there or whatnot, something's blocking it. That's when he yeah. start growling and barking. They get that oh, okay. out of my way. Well, he like he doesn't like inconsiderate parkers either. They park straight. Oh, that's, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then we then we both urinate on the tires. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show wow. them. We're a little weird up in Bradford, eh? Yeah. Um, do we? Is that it for today? Should we get to the Gold Bar League for the uh, listeners that are part of the Gold Bar League? Uh, also, just to put a bow on listener mail, a couple of our listeners wanted Lester to pick up the guitars behind him and play during the uh, podcast. Now, this is something Lester oh. did do in season one, and uh, Jimmy told him to cut it out. But mind you. Uh, yeah. No, I think what happened in season one was he just kept playing the entire show. There was also, right? we're just coming off an episode where there was nonstop guitar playing by people who can't play as good as Lester, so. Yeah, that's a good point. Don't, that will offend Mark Ward. He believes good. he's quite the aficionado wow. now. He has real gigs in Newfoundland. That's right. Uh, Lester, maybe you could play the, uh, like, some version of the Gold Bar League theme as we get into that. Ooh. I love love and so do you. Join the Royal Barley and you can have gold too. It's the gold, the gold barley. Come on and join the gold, the gold barley. That's beautiful. Look at that. Right off the cuff. See, even though you were barely around for most of this podcast, so and that we show. can't see anything above your nose right now, I was. You can't see anything above my nose. That's really well. If you lean down, you can. But it's really? all good. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. I try. I refrain from singing there because I think we all heard too much of my singing probably on the last podcast. So beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. I love gold, and so do you. Join the gold bar league and you can have some too. Do 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 do. It's the gold, the gold bar league. Come on and join the gold, the gold bar league. Gold bar league. What happened? We're gonna yeah. start off with a reminder. Please use the same nickname and email every time. I've been mm-hmm. kind to some people, but if I can't tell that they're the same ones, uh, right. you're not probably not getting the points, and we won't be rectifying that later. Uh, Chaos Giraffe and Big Schlong Sean, they've used multiple <laughs> emails that are completely different. So if you want your points added up, uh, DM me at some point. We'll make it happen. Big Schlong Sean. Yeah, and Chaos, no, not, Chaos yeah. Giraffe. 
Not playing <laughs> by the rules, but we'll... Uh... Also should say, because I think I've been... Uh, uh, you know, we were talking so much about the Masters, I, I neglected to uh, give love to our sponsors, BetSafe.net, multiple times. BetSafe.net. And also the co-sponsor of the Gold Bar League, our friends at TaylorMade, Nick and company, who have provided a stealth driver for as one of the prizes Ooh, nice. for the winner of the Gold Bar League and a dozen golf balls for some of the uh, nice. secondary prizes sweet. of the sweet. Gold Bar League. Look, look at you. Where did you get that from? It's my golf club where I get it from. It's behind me. <laughs> oh, I, I thought maybe Nick's, Nick sent you yeah. one. I got all excited. Nick, and then he said, <laughs> broke into Nick's house and took it. Nick is the nicest, one of the nicest, nicest men I've ever guy. met. And he is easier for, of course, me and Puffy have gotten more clubs. I'm sure he's very nice. Congratulations. I think Nick Nick has mentioned to me in the past, he said, hey, we should hook up Lester and Stoff at some point. <laughs> you said no. And I, said, and I, said, I said, that's just stupid. They don't play enough. You know what, you know what Stoff? Don't be, don't, be, don't, be, don't be dumb, you know what, Nick. Stoff? These guys haven't even offered us our, their old clubs. That's how bad it is. That's, you know that's I mean? a very you good don't point. Want my old clubs. Why can't I have your old I clubs? I thought I'm, I'm, left, I'm left-handed. Always, always an excuse. <laughs> Jimmy will play it with the wrong hand to avoid us too. The whole round you guys play. Oh, it, hold on! I have a, the wrong way. I have a question. There's a Dustin Johnson commercial. I believe it's for a financial financial institution, mm-hmm. and I don't uh-huh. think I've seen this. Uh, where he hits the ball and it, it lands on the edge of like a cliff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at first he lines up and looks like he's going to fall off the cliff, and then he has the smirk and he lines up the other way and flips the club. And then he, is it the one where the ball goes in the hole? It's kind of animated. No, it's, this jump. one doesn't go on the hole, uh, but it gets on the green perfectly, and the green's not that close. I'm just wondering: is that shot actually possible? He's facing the wrong way, and the club head is flipped. Now I, I haven't know seen people, that one. I know people can like poke it out like that and that type of thing, yeah. but in terms of like he hits a, he hits it. So nah, oh, my, my keep keep talking about the gold bar league. My computer says it's going to die, so I got to get my charger. Okay, I don't want to go off go full Lester here. I need so go ahead. Wow. This is yeah. <laughs> no, I'm frozen. I think I'm frozen. I'm frozen. <laughs> you are. However, <laughs> I it, it will record your video, so on the pod you won't be. But yeah, <laughs> that is it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on today, guys. I'm so sorry. No, it's all right. I mean, I'm sure we'll figure it out by uh, the end of the season. Wow. This is the last time I use my phone. Jimmy had a good run, but now he's eliminated and stripped of his bars. What? Oh, he should have I just went to get my power. I just went to get my power. Why are you voice? All right. All right. By the numbers, Gold Bar League. Yes. There was zero perfect sixes this week. Wow. Much like in week one. Tough week. But I'll tell you why there was zero and we should have expected zero. As less than 1%, in actuality, only one person chose the Texas Rangers over the Toronto Blue Jays on Sunday. Hence, unless that person had all of theirs right, there was not going to be a perfect one. Um, There was three instances of people getting five gold bars. So overall, a tough week. Average of 3.07. Uh, so this takes us now to our April race standings, where Chewy Louie leads the way with 10 gold bars in April. Max Scatafoni, 9 gold bars. Sam, 9 gold bars. And then there's 12 people tied with 8. So if you hey, win... Hey, could you re- refresh my memory? I'm a little... So what are we doing? Are we doing monthly races, too? Yes. yes. So last month, as you announced last week, I'm sure you remember... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love... I love... Refresh my memory. We're monthly Do you remember when you read out that uh, Pharma Mag was the uh, winner of the March Platinum Playoff? 
At the end of March, we had two people tied, hence there was a playoff to see who would win, win the month. The winner of March and the winner of April go into the Platinum League automatically. Outside okay. of that, the overall standings oh, will also you're matter. You're just learning this for the first time. So I was just worried I was going to have to come up with more prizes. I was getting concerned that there was mon- monthly prizes I was going to have to come up with. Oh, that too. All right. Uh, so, okay. Chewy Louie looking good there. He's also looking good in the prophylactic overall uh, yeah. standings. Uh, that Matt Catafoni leads the way with 26. Pharma Mag 1, 24, but he's already in the Platinum League. Chewy Louie, 23. Sam, 23. Your guy, Ho. 23, Hans Solo 23, Will Murray 23, and Ho I believe finished second in the GBL last year in the regular season, so he's right up there again. Ho's been uh, clutch. Yeah, there's a couple guys, Chewy Louie as well, uh, that are, you know, year in, year out, they're uh, they're competing for this thing, so. Uh, Love seeing that. Uh, Yeah, Will Murray 23, uh, 6 tied at 22 bars, including Trojan Bass, Cody Holstein, and our guy Andrew Arsenal. Moving on to the talent division where Aaron Koromik leads with 23. Mm. Uh, me and Duthie are tied for second with 21 bars. Played my way Lester, back into this, baby. Lester wow. is in rel- in the relegation zone with 15, so going to have to step it up here. I missed the, the week. April. I missed the week. What did I, I, I did not do well. You missed two weeks now. You've missed two weeks, so <laughs> it's... It's on the road, man. I'm you you got to ba- basically ensure Jimmy starts missing some weeks. Buffy, I'm ahead of you now, loser. Well, we're all ahead of him because he's in the first up division. Puffy leads the first up, leads the first up edition uh, division with 20 gold bars. Now, here's the power move of the week. Bob Weeks has moved ahead of Carlo Koliakovo with 15 gold bars to Carlos 14. He sits in third. Matthew Cos, who you called out last week that he has his own gambling show. He's got to do better. Yeah. He's at 11 gold bars now because he is one of the three people that went five for six last week. So he did step it up right. in a tough week. Okay. And joining the first up division is Bump with four gold bars. Bump did play this week. Oh, good for Bump. Good to see him back in the game. Maybe uh, we should have like a, I don't know, like a second prize for, uh, like a small prize, small tiny prize, like maybe one golf ball. <laughs> for, for uh, like, if Andrew Arsenal could expand and have all the, you know, have an average, like the winner for the average per week. So if like Lester missed two weeks, but his average score per week was like 4.9, he would win so, like a sleeve okay, of golf so balls. If a guy or like would, Bump, like Bump would have a chance would I, to win with an average So hold on, you, you would average one week. So bumps. No, you have to have a. You, you have to have like a minimum. Let's say how long is the gold bar league going to be total? Like ten weeks, fifteen weeks. So nine, you'd have nine to have weeks. like a. Nine weeks. So you'd have a minimum five weeks. No, you have to have, be in for a minimum five weeks. weeks. You, you want to reward people that are in. The yeah, exactly. You want to reward people because then someone hits five weeks, they got a decent average, and I figure oh, I'm going to sit so back. Just trying to take that. Just trying to be. That's I'm also, just trying to be. That is also not a legitimate path into the platinum league. There's no. If I if if I could change my team name, I'd call it Lester's Chin. <laughs> I think you'd win. Oh, somebody's alarm's going there. Nice. Um, okay, so uh, that's it. Glad to have you back. We missed you guys last week we on the Rubber Boots podcast. Like, we talked about it a lot. Yeah. Did we talk about it a lot? A lot. We didn't really talk about it. You didn't talk but, about it uh, much a lot. Um, we got the new microphone here. I think uh, it might have been a little distorted last week, but we figured that out, we think. And uh, yeah. we're going to get Puffy one next week. Nice. And uh, uh, maybe we'll see Lester's yeah, eyes send, again send, next send, week. Send me one too, Jimmy. Uh, so if you can get me one, send me one because I, because I, like I said, I'm gonna have to use my laptop, 
and the and, microphone and the I have uh, next to my desktop. I think the budget, the budget's just about up. Oh, uh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. You spend it on my golf clubs? Is that the deal? <laughs> of course I'll get you one, buddy. Uh, all right. We'll see you next week on the Rubber Boots Podcast, brought to you by BetSafe.net and our friends at TaylorMade. How are you? I got a question that I really want to ask you. So I'm gonna try and push my love Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight? Are they purple, yellow, green, or black or white? Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight? Do you like the dunk tank at the fair? Oh, I know I know it's a Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight? tonight?